District of Conservation is sponsored by CFACT. To learn more about our sponsor, head over to CFACT.org. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Virginia is for Sunday hunting lovers. That's a play on the state's slogan, on our Commonwealth slogan of Virginia's for lovers. But really now, I can assure you all that it is for Sunday hunting lovers because the last of the blue laws pertaining to prohibitions of Sunday hunting on public lands was just undone. The Virginia House of Delegates overwhelmingly passed Senate Bill 8, which would lift the remaining blue law restrictions in place that bar Sunday hunting opportunities on public lands. This is a win for conservation. This is a win for Virginia sportsmen and women. And I have two of the best people on today's episode to talk about this. I'll visit with John Kolklisher of Congressional Sportsmen's Foundation and Cyrus Baird of Delta Waterfall to break down what this means, the significance, why it is good news, the parameters of this law, what hunters should need to know, and kind of the timeline for which Governor Yunkin would likely sign this into law. I haven't seen any indication from his office or from his staff opposing this. I think he wants to see this legislation signed into law. We'll see if he has some revisions with it, but that's what we kind of broke down today on the podcast. Both of these guys worked tirelessly for the sausage-making process to ensure that this bill would be heard, different coalition groups would sign on. So you're hearing from people who were largely involved in this effort, both of these gentlemen. Without further ado, we are talking with John and Cyrus to learn about what happens next with Sunday hunting in Virginia on public lands. For my Virginia listeners, we are in for a treat. We're going to have a debrief of Senate Bill 8, which would dissolve the remaining blue laws pertaining to Sunday hunting on public lands here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And I brought two of the best people, John from Congressional Sportsman's Foundation and Cyrus from Delta Waterfall, to break it down for us. So gentlemen, thank you guys for coming on right after the passage of this very, very important bill to strike down the last of Sunday hunting prohibitions. Yeah, thanks, Gabby. Yeah, thanks for having us. Briefly introduce yourselves and explain your roles at your respective organizations so people know what you guys are involved in. Yeah, um, I'm the Southeastern States Assistant Director for the Congressional Sportsman's Foundation. So I work with all the sportsman's caucuses in the Southeast region and I work on hunting, fishing, trapping, uh, conservation, and recreational shooting policy. And uh, Cyrus Baird, and the Senior Director of Government Affairs for Delta Waterfowl, uh, North America's largest organization dedicated to ducks and duck hunters. Um, so my portfolio area is a little bit more specific than John's, um, but obviously there's a lot of overlap on things like access issues, um, but I primarily focus on uh, waterfowl policy, duck hunting, um, conservation easements, access, stuff like that. So. And the passage of Senate Bill 8 is a pretty important milestone, you guys would argue. Talk about the journey that Virginia has taken to get to this point, because it's the last time we had legislation similar to this. It was striking the prohibition on private lands for Sunday hunting opportunities, and that was signed into law in 2014 under then-Governor McAuliffe. So talk about the journey and why this is really important and the significance behind it. John, you want to go first? Yeah, so you referenced the 14 bill. That was a lot of work done by people, I think, for a decade or more leading up to that. That was before I, I got involved. So um, that was a 
Yeah, private lands legislation 2014. So that was really obviously historic and significant. And then, you know, fast forward the last few years, uh, um, working with the Virginia Legislative Sportsman's Caucus, uh, the caucus co-chair, Delegate James Edmonds, he patroned legislation three years ago uh, that would have opened Sunday Hunt on all national on all public lands in Virginia. And then, sub and then that bill died. Subsequently, he did it again last session. That bill died again. Uh, this year, he paired it back and sponsored one that would be just for WMAs only. Uh, that bill also <laughs> didn't make it out of committee. But then we also luckily had Senator Chap Peterson on the Senate side. His bill was by full public land Sunday hunting repeal with a few exceptions. And that's ultimately what made it over the finish line. I don't know that I have too much more to add that uh, other than that it's been a long time coming. Um, you know, the, the, the ways in which some of these bills have died in the last couple of years have been pretty spectacular. Uh, I think the, the Sunday hunting bill on public lands died the first hour of the first day in the first committee hearing last year. Uh, the committee hearing butted up against the governor's state of the Commonwealth address. And there were a lot of folks that were trying to get out and get ready for that. So, I mean, they literally brought it up and, and kind of killed it right then. Um, you know, I appreciate Delegate Edmonds, again, championing this cause in some way, shape or form for, you know, the last couple of years. Um, you know, I would have loved to have had his name attached to the bill that, that went through. But I think if you listen to him in committee last week, uh, he kind of in some self-deprecating humor admitted that Chap's bill was a little better. And so he was happy to get that through his committee and or subcommittee rather and through the full committee and eventually through the, the entire floor of the house. Um, so yeah, long time coming. Why do you think it was able to pass this year? Unlike previous years, do you think it coincides with more people in the Commonwealth going on the, going to the field, going outdoors? Do you think that's partly what contributed or did they realize, especially those opponents that we have to stop resisting? This is inevitable. And this is actually good for the Commonwealth. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think, um, I think there was a little bit of uh, apathy on the on the part of some folks who have opposed this historically. Um, you know, I even heard a, a lawmaker kind of chuckle that, you know, oh, this bill is back again kind of thing. Like these guys kind of won't go away. Um, and so I think politically you look at kind of some of the changes in the House makeup um, and obviously the big changes at the top of the ticket last year, um, you know, probably are a little bit more favorable to, to some hunting issues than others, but also the bill that went through was a, a Democrat, you know, backed bill. Um, it did have a, a Republican co-sponsor or co-patron on it, but um, I don't know. I think we had a little bit more momentum this year, right, John? Would A lot more folks kind of working um, yeah. behind the scenes on it, and, and a lot of that was to John's credit, you know, kind of wrangling a lot of cats, so to speak, a lot of the sportsman's organizations. So I think there was a lot more, a lot more momentum on our side this year than previous years. Yeah, I think it built on the last two years and we really, you know, showed a unified front from the hunting community, which I think was helpful saying this is a top priority for all of our organizations, not just a couple of people, um, you know, chip, chirping in from the sides. Um, and also significant was that the Division of Wildlife Resources adopted a resolution last fall expressing their support for Sunday hunting. So while the agency can't take a position without at the legislature, without the governor taking a formal position, they could we could point to that resolution from the board saying, hey, we're supportive and you know they're the, obviously the managers of wildlife and, and hunters in Virginia so and it was also really significant um, that the Virginia Agribusiness Council and the Farm Bureau were neutral this year which is which is different than the previous two years so that was a really significant hurdle to overcome as well. 
Specifically, what does the bill do once it is signed into law by Governor Yunkin? How many acres of public lands will be open to Sunday hunting? Well, the well, I guess there's what 1.8 million in the GW yeah. Jeff National Forest, 450,000 acres of WMAs, roughly, and I don't have the figure in front of me of how many state forests. Um, the number that I think people have been floating around is right around two million acres. That's great. So go, ahead, and John. go ahead, John. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, you're good. Yeah. So basically, yes, it's going to pave the way for all those public lands to be open. Um, you know, deer and bear hunting with dogs is cut out, um, as well as that 200-yard prohibition from churches, essentially. Do you think those kind of carve-outs are reasonable? I mean, well, I'm, we're supportive of Sunday open Sunday hunting for, for every hunter in Virginia. Uh, I think there's some historical history there with, uh, you know, those interests not uh, wanted, not wanted Sunday hunting for them. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that there was, um, I think if you, if you talk to the, the bear hunters and maybe the deer dog hunters, I think that they, I don't know that they were pushing for that this year or not, but we're, like John said, certainly open to the idea and, and want everyone to have uh, access to, to hunting, you know, all seven days a week uh, when seasons are open. So what was the number previously in Virginia? I think it was 16% of lands were public. Does this increase that percentage in terms of no. opportunities? No, no, no. So the, the, I think the important distinction to make and then delegate Edmonds made sure to kind of frame it like this on the floor yesterday is this doesn't open up any lands that aren't currently open to hunting. Um, so, you know, we, we would get a lot of, um, feedback from legislators, particularly in Northern Virginia and in kind of more urban settings that they were hearing from their constituents that they were concerned that this would open up, you know, whatever local park that they like to walk their dog at, or they would open up, you know, the Shenandoah National Park and, and stuff like that. Um, and it won't do that. It's, it's only giving um, access on that seventh day to places that already have established, uh, you know, hunting seasons uh when major hunting seasons are open so um places like um you know all of the wildlife management areas um and again they'll probably at least on the waterfowl side be um there'll be some picking and choosing on which days they they choose to open up because for a lot of the wildlife management areas in virginia they're uh they're already you know relegated to a couple of days a week for various reasons so um, but you know, state forests, um, national forests, place like that, um, that already have hunting, it'll, it'll increase, you know, access on that seventh day. Anything you want to add to that, John? No, covered it pretty well. Okay. Yeah. Cause I know some people in Northern Virginia, where I live probably had complained that yes, they would open up like, where is it? I live near Huntley Meadows which is one of the, I would say, active swamps or, or wetlands here. So I think some people are like, oh my gosh, they're going to open up wetlands, which are bird sanctuaries. And certainly that would not fly, um, definitely. So thank you for the clarification on that. And the governor's office, I know Governor Yunkin, I think has expressed interest in passing this. Well, he obviously can't pass it himself. He he wanted to, it to pass the pipeline through the General Assembly, but I think he has an interest to sign this into law. What has been your impressions of that? What is his interest? And Usually once a bill passes, how long of a turnover is it until the governor would sign it into law? Well, we're in the process of reaching out to his office right now, but, um, you know, we're optimistic and 
hearing good things uh, about him signing the bill, but, you know, we don't want to count our chickens for their hatch, so to speak. Um, um, yeah, but I understand that he is a hunter and um, this is a big priority for the hunting community. So I hope he'll sign it. And I would just say too, we're in the last week of session um, and they've still got to iron out a bunch of stuff with the budget and um, everything like that, that, you know, usually falls in the last week of session. So um, I don't anticipate this thing being signed, you know, this week or anything. Um, I would imagine yeah. it's probably, probably in the next two or three weeks, something like that. But like John said, we're, we're in the process of reaching out to his staff and his office. Yeah. The governor's deadline is April 12th. So yeah. okay. that's what we're looking at. Good to know. That's a good frame of reference. And is there anything else that hunters here in Virginia should be excited about, concerned about? We have the elk tag for the first time, which is really exciting. And I think the tag process closes on March 30th. And so is that something for everyone to be excited about? I submitted my application for that. So we'll see how that goes. I forgot. I was with uh, Director Brown last week at their office and I can't remember what the number he told me, um, but it's tens and tens and tens of thousands of people have uh, already. For this. So, oh yeah. I mean, I saw him, the, the John and I saw him down at the general assembly the day after the lottery opened. And I kind of joked with him that, you know, I was like, Hey, you know, make sure to flag my application. Hint, hint. <laughs> and he's, he, he joked, you know, and said that I was like one of 10,000 people that signed up on the first day. So oh my gosh. Um, they're receiving enormous interest in this, rightfully so. But I want to say it was like 60 some thousand and they're anticipating it to go, you know, higher than that too. So it's, it's pretty cool. Pretty neat. Yeah. And that's a huge win. It's a big conservation success, success story for Virginia and the contributions of hunters. And um, I guess the other thing I would just say for all your sportsmen and women listening, just, you know, this year in Virginia saw like three, three or three bad trapping bills that were introduced, like two snares or maybe four actually. Uh, and uh, they're all dead now. Good. Um, and also a, a predator contest bill that's following up on the proposed reg from last summer. So, you know, those are all, um, we're seeing kind of an increase in anti-hunting legislation in Virginia uh, compared to previous years. So it's uh, something for everybody to pay attention to and, and work together on, just like we all work together on this Sunday hunting bill. And I'll, I'll just add one thing too, you know, um, I think John and I have, have started this process of reaching out to legislators and thanking them for their vote. Um, but, you know, I think in the sportsman's community, but as a whole too, legislators, uh, typically only hear from folks when things are not going well, when, mm -hmm. when they want something, when they want them to vote a certain way. Um, and then people forget to kind of follow up and thank them for their vote. I would say if you're uh, a sportsman and live in the, the district of a senator or a, a delegate that voted for uh, Senate Bill 8, you know, shoot them a note and just say, you know, thank you for your vote and kind of what it'll mean for you. Um, they like receiving that feedback. And I think it, it'll go a long way and kind of, um, you know, fostering those relationships between the General Assembly and the sportsman's community here in Virginia. Excellent. Yeah, that's a good thing. Good recommendation. I, I probably should do that as well and, and thank them. Although I don't think my representatives voted in the right way, unfortunately, but we'll see. I'll double check <laughs> and see in terms of that. And then um, Health for Wildlife has done a really good job of getting that tool and kind of harnessing the power. And I know many, many others. I know CSF has done a kind of call to action form and I think that's how we were able to get momentum for it. 
So that's great. And, and yeah, I was talking a little bit about the trapping bills, but I was glad to see and get a confirmation now that those are dead, which is good news. I think for us here, is there anything else you guys want to add for my listeners about anything else that should be on their radar, just to be on the lookout for the governor to sign it into law, anything else? I would say, um, you know, hopefully this is the first of many of these Sunday hunting bills to, to pop kind of in the next uh, foreseeable future. Um, I know John and I are working on South Carolina with John leading on that effort. Um, and then there's a bunch of states in the, the Northeast with the same thing. So hopefully stay tuned for more positive outcomes on expanding access and opportunity for all hunters seven days a week. All right. Thank you, gentlemen, both for joining the podcast. It's been a pleasure. And thank you so much for the update. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of District of Conservation. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you're following the podcast on your preferred player. We recommend Apple because that's where the largest share of our listenership hails from. And you can also find us on Spotify and dozens of other platforms. Make sure you're following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to never miss a beat nor a guest announcement. And please, please, please go leave us some reviews on Apple and Spotify. Those help us go a long way in seeing how far we can go and measure our progress. So we really appreciate that. If you enjoy this podcast, please share the word with your friends, share links to individual episodes and to the podcast. Want to appear on the podcast? Have an interesting story to tell? I'm all ears. Shoot me a message and we'll do our best to process your request.